we should all lean on each other a little bit more. So what Darren's saying is that if you are sad, join a cult. Thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for Black horror fans by Black horror fans. Spooky squad. Spooky squad. <laughs> we're alive. <laughs> I know it was it was touch touch and go for a minute, but we're here. It was it was touch and go. You know, I almost started with um, I was gonna sing as our intro, but then I got scared, so I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since people have heard your pipes. Uh, it's true. I don't know. We'll see. Like this this movie that we that we watch. Um, it's got me feeling feelings, so who knows? I might break out into song at some point. Maybe in <laughs> Swedish. We don't know. We'll see. Dude, speaking of Swedish, Yeelskadai, uh, which is actually, I'm pretty sure that means I love you, and I'm pretty sure it's Danish. It's the only Scandinavian I know. Um, I was going to try and do a slick segue to say that we're not alone, but uh, none. I don't know enough Scan. Oh, for air post hose. Which is where's the post office? What is happening? I'm sorry. I was trying to do a slick uh, segue. It's been a minute, but then I got on a sidetrack of a uh, the little Scandinavian I know. So I know that because my grandfather, white grandfather, was uh, Danish. White grandfather. No, your black grandfather was Danish. It's I mean, possible, you know. <laughs> there's famously a lot of black people have been. <laughs> misplaced <laughs> yes um i think we might have to just abandon the the segue guys we're not we're not alone okay we have special guests darren robinson here darren is a writer she is an actor and all-around swell person darren say hello to the people hi everyone i'm so excited to be here yes yes yes, yes, yes. that is so professional that is you sound like you already have an mfa mm-hmm. i i I'm getting one. I am starting this fall at Northwestern for my MFA in screenwriting. So super pumped, very excited to study, very excited for the scholarship I got. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. That'll be awesome. Take that institutional cash, baby. Mm -hmm. Reparations, reparations. Yes. (laughs) Tell the people about you, Darren. About me. Okay, so uh, Sainik and I have something in common. We're both from the DC area originally, mm-hmm. which is really fun. Uh, I came to Chicago back in 2014 to go to Loyola. And since then, I have worked in theater. I work at the Goodman Theater currently. I'm about to leave to start grad school. I'm so sad. It's been such a fun time. Uh, I also write uh, freelance for The Onion as a features contributor. So that's a lot of fun, just writing my little jokes on the side. And uh, I'm finishing up conservatory right now at Second City. So that's also another very fun thing. You said all of these things and I knew them all. And I was still like, oh, my God, she's doing it. Yeah, same. I I was like, holy shit. You're like, I write for The Onion. I was like, holy shit. No way. I know that. (laughs) I also don't really sleep. So that's 
part of it. I mean, I, I figured you're very busy. You're doing a lot of things. I don't know how you're doing all those things and, and sleeping. So I think it's, yeah, safe to assume that you're, you're not getting a lot of sleep. Hopefully you get some sleep though, before you start uh, your grad program, right? Or maybe, or maybe, you know, I think it's a thing where like an object in motion stays in motion and an object at rest mm-hmm. will rest. So I figure I'm just, I haven't been sleeping. I'm probably not going to sleep in grad school. So let's just like keep the ball rolling, you know? Yes. Darren knows arts and <laughs> sciences, boy. <laughs> she will- <laughs> are you trying- I'm low-key you- a genius. <laughs> <laughs> low-key, not high-key. Are you in person for your conservatory class? I was online levels one through five were online, which, you know, doing improv online is so great. You don't have to, kid. there's you don't no have to lag at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like it got better because levels four and five were mostly sketch. And so that was nice because we could do like really cool, like backgrounds. Like I have a little green screen and we would do like little costumes in my level five show. I wore a bunch of wigs and mustaches, which were so fun. And we did some pre-recorded videos. So that was a fun experience for sure. Uh, but level six, uh, for my grad shows, I'm going to be in person and those will be in August and September. So if you're around second city, I don't know exactly what days they're on yet. It's too far out, but uh that's what i'm doing and i'm excited to be back in person and to like just give people hugs and you know hear an audience laugh instead of seeing ha ha in the zoom chat <laughs> dude sometimes just seeing ha ha you're like oh man that's more than i used to get back in real life i'm kidding we're all very funny and we always heard laughs oh yeah definitely yeah, yeah. I've i also never realized never bomb shows <laughs> in my life the, the pandemic has also showed me that I don't own personally enough wigs or mustaches or just costume-y clothes to be a competent character actor without like a theater behind me. Oh no, Andrew, that was my like number one investment. Like at the beginning of (laughs) quarantine, I was like, what can I do to lift my spirits? I'm going to buy 10 wigs and a pack of (laughs) 48, 48 exactly, adhesive mustaches and beards and little goatees. That's phenomenal. I think it's money well spent. Yeah, I should have at least gotten a blonde wig. I d- you get those emails from Spirit Halloween because you shopped there once and they're like, yo, 25% off. And you're like, shit, I missed the boat. I got it. And it's a $2 wig and it's made of like horse ass hair or something like but it's worth it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, okay, we always ask our guests this question. Since this is a horror podcast, what is your horror journey? Like, why horror? Or, or do you not, are you not a horror fan, but you just, you just like us? <laughs> There's one way to answer I've this actually, question. No, There's only one way to answer really amazing question. question. Really, really good question. I think my horror journey started uh, when I was young. My mom was like, I, I was really, I was too young. Uh, I think 
I was very precocious as a child because I was shown a lot of things that I should not have been shown at a certain age. But <laughs> my I was an only child and my mom was like, I want to be able to watch movies with you. So we'll just like talk through it. Um, so she was like, one day she was like, hey, do you want to watch this movie called uh, Carrie with me? And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, sure. I was like eight or something, like very young. And uh, touched too young. <laughs> <laughs> a, a touch too young to the point where like when Carrie like spoiler alert first scene gets her period in the bathroom I'm like why is she bleeding and my mom's like oh okay well this I need to talk about periods now catch up that was then, actually your your mom's that's like a good parenting um, move. setup yeah. so she can just give you the sex talk she's like I'm just gonna show her Carrie and then like it'll segue to periods and then babies and like it'll, everything will just be explained <laughs> I think I think that was it. Honestly, I think that was really smart of her. She used to show me a lot of things. She also showed me Mommy Dearest when I was even younger than that. When I was like six or seven, she showed me Mommy Dearest, and she was like, "See, some mommies are actually abusive. You should be glad that I'm your mommy." And I'm like, "I am glad." I don't know if you guys have seen Mommy Dearest, but uh, yes, I love Mommy yeah. Dearest. No more wire hangers. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that favorite. was my journey, I guess. I started out with Carrie and then uh, in college, I remember with like my boyfriend, we watched Children of the Corn one time mm -hmm. and then I went through a whole Stephen King phase and um, and now I kind of like it. I think really, really good horror movies all, always have some kind of theme to them. Like it's not, I'm not really into like splatter stuff or like slasher movies or things where it's just like like there was this movie hush about this uh deaf woman and oh, this yeah. guy who was trying mm. to like break into her house to kill her for no reason he was just a serial killer and yeah at the beginning he's just like it's john gallagher jr the broadway star from like spring awakening but he was just like <laughs> yeah i'm gonna um i'm gonna kill you like i'm gonna kill you and she's like oh shit but like in sign language um and those movies kind of scare me because I'm just like, okay, so this is just about someone who wants to kill people. Like Halloween, Michael Myers, I know is like iconic, but it's just like, all right, what's the point of this? I really like horror movies, like the one we're going to discuss, where I feel like the horror and the scary part is all part of a bigger theme or message that the director is trying to convey. Um, like, you know, anything Jordan Peele does, Ari Aster, um, the Babadook is an incredible, incredible movie. Yeah, movie about grief, if you've ever seen mm -hmm. it and if you guys have discussed it. But um, yeah, so I don't know. That's kind of my journey. I don't know if that answered that. <laughs> no, it answered it so well. I'm super excited too because you had that. Um, an actual like degree in like screenwriting and are working working on that. So it's gonna be really interesting talking to you about about Midsommar, just not from just a point of view of like, oh shit. <laughs> like this is some crazy shit, shit yo. Yeah. What? What? These white people are scary. Ah Yeah, way to start <laughs> off the season in like a shittily high bar because now people are gonna expect like intelligent banter and clever hot takes and we're like now nah, we're just scared no 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 i feel like our family our our spooky squad they know us they know who they know what they're getting <laughs> like <laughs> this is really expecting... she's not saying like the smartest thing but she's a good time yeah i'm a good time like i i'm i'm not i'm, I'm not here for a long time I'm here for a good time 
Speaking of which, you know who's not here for a long time? These poor young white people in <clears throat> Midsommar, which is the movie we decided to cover, um, starting off with our summer screens theme. Like, awesome theme, Midsommar Perfect, directed by Ari Aster. It came out in 2019, stars Florence Pugh, um, Jack Raynor, William Jackson Harper, and Will Poulter. Um, it's about a group of friends who travel to Sweden to partake in this festival led by their friend Pele. Um, they're, some of them are anthropologists. Um, the main character, Danny, just experiences terrible, terrible traumatic loss. But some weird shit starts to go down. Mm-hmm. It's weird is an understatement. It's yeah. a cult, y'all. It, yeah. was, it, <laughs> it, was, it was a time, man. It was weird. I love this movie. Okay, I have a question before we get into it. Um, I don't know if you guys, uh, Darren, you said that you love Ari Aster, so you probably have seen this movie. Have you guys seen Hereditary? And what do you think about Hereditary as it compares to Midsommar? I asked oh. this question because I did not like Hereditary, but I loved this movie. And mm. I've noticed a trend that people, it, like you either like love one or, or hate the other. I very rarely see people who like love both. Or hate both? I actually like both. uh, But I view both as just different. I have to separate them in my mind. Mm -hmm. I separate them in my mind like I would like the Harry Potter books and the Harry Potter movies. Mm. And also the Harry Potter author who I despise. What a turf. She who must not be named. She who must not be named. But, (laughs) you know, like separating like the art from the artist, but also separating like, you know, between the books and the movies, like the books are just an experience, right? Like they're a Mm -hmm. literary experience. And then the movies like don't include everything that that the books include because it has to be two hours long. But the movies are something else totally. And I think that the movies are beautiful and enjoyable and wonderful and the books are too, but for different reasons. And so that's how I view these two movies. I will say that Ari Aster, I think they are really wonderful movies to compare and contrast with each other Mm -hmm. uh, for several reasons. I think Hereditary is mostly filmed in the dark uh, versus Mm -hmm. Midsummer is most of the scenes are in the light, like mm-hmm. bright light in the middle of the day. So I think that's very interesting is examining like scary stuff can happen in the dark, which is pretty conventional, but also very unconventionally. It can happen in plain sight in the middle of the day. I think that they both share themes about familial ties and mm-hmm. how family can sometimes be very toxic and be very unhealthy. Um, yes, in, in different regards, like with the family passing along the demon, <laughs> the demon thing in Hereditary <laughs> and then in Midsummer, like the, the family being like the cult that welcomes her, but also her own family and how like her sister, like, you know, had that horrible thing and her whole family died. And so that's a theme. I also think at the end of the movies too, both of the main characters and with a crown on their heads. They do. They mm. do. And one we is love, the- We love a queen. Yeah, a queen. They're the May Queen, and then like the Prince of Hell or whatever is what they call yeah, what him. But name? like um, Paymon, Paymon. Yeah, that was the it. Prince of Hell or whatever. Uh, but both of them end with crowns on their heads. But you ask, you know, you're the king, you're the queen. At what cost? At mm-hmm. what cost? Yeah. 
Absolutely. And All so right. I, I might need to great. re-examine hereditary then because I'm, I might've been too harsh on it. I just like, I don't know. I, I was super excited about it going in and was disappointed. I'm wondering if this might have been because of the hype. Cause I am very susceptible to like getting too excited about movies and then like watching them be like, Oh man, that wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. I don't know. Andrew, what do you think? Didn't see it. Didn't see it. No, okay. but this was a very intelligent take. <laughs> We're going to watch. We have to, we'll add her. I don't know when hereditary will, will show up. Ooh, maybe we should do it for November. Cause I was thinking about November's theme being like no kids November, but it could also be like fucked up families November because of Thanksgiving. That'll be really good. That'll be There's really good. There's lots to choose from that. <laughs> from that. There are. But Rosemary's um, baby, if you haven't done the Babadook yet, like we haven't done the Babadook or Rosemary's baby. Hmm. Okay. These are okay. Okay. Families? Question mark. Yeah. We'll talk. Um, okay. If you guys are ready, we can jump in and let's talk about this movie. All right. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. It starts off really um very cold. There's snow. Okay. And I'm like, this movie's called Midsommar. Where's we're all these hot Swedes. Why are we in the cold winter? But it starts off in the cold winter and we have our main character, Danny, who is a psychology student and is trying to call, what is, okay. My mom, sorry, like my mom, like my Instagram is attached to my Facebook now. So whenever I post things like on my story, my mom like is on Facebook now and she like comments and I get notifications and she replied to my story. I just love this, beautiful. And I'm pretty sure it's a picture of me just eating pasta with spaghetti for this podcast as long. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, we get it. Was... Your mom loves you. Jeez. <laughs> your does. mom's not like mommy dearest. We get it. <laughs> we get it. Your mom's supportive. She's okay with wire yeah. hangers. <laughs> <laughs> she loves them. Okay. I'll cut that out. Anyway, psychology student Danny um, is, is calling her sister over and over again. Cause she just received a, a pretty troubling email from her sister, Terry, without much explanation. And when we see this, it's like, it's over voicemail, right? So we see like, we, you know, when there's a dark house, we see two people, presumably her parents, asleep. They're not, they're dead. But we think they're sleeping. And, you <laughs> Did know, you she's, notice she's what's on their bedside table? What? There's a flower crown on their bedside table. Shush. Really? Sainik, I've seen this movie like upwards of 10 times. So throughout this, I will point out little foreshadowy things. Ari Aster, he's also a genius. That was the other parallel with Hereditary too. He's so good at planting seeds for things throughout movies where it's like, if you watch it enough, you realize, oh shit, these people have been in on this the entire time. Yeah, it's I did. I did not. heavily orchestrated. Wait, so did, okay, so let's, okay, so th- this this episode of the podcast is going to be a lot of theories, because I know this, Midsommar has just tons of fan theories about shit, about everything, mm-hmm. everything that happened. Do you, I, I read one that was like, the the cult, the, the, um, the cult in Sweden have Harga. been, like, the Harga have been planning this since like, this far back. Do you buy into that? That like they were also behind the death of her parents? Because I personally don't. I think it was an actual genuine like tragedy just happened to happen and just at the right at the right time. I I think the flower crown is a coincidence. I don't think that they were behind the death of the parents, but I do think that Pele recognized immediately. Like I think he's an opportunist. 
when it came mm-hmm. to Danny, I think that he oh, recognized yeah. immediately that like she and Christian had a broken relationship and that now she suffered this horrible trauma and that that would make her more susceptible to being indoctrinated. To joining a cult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Um, but she's calling them. And while this is happening, she's uh, Danny's reaching out to her boyfriend, Christian, who is hanging out with his friends, um, Mark, Josh, and Pele. And they've, they've been, t- they're talking, they're talking about how like he needs to basically break up with this girl, like this relationship. We've all had that friend who's like dating someone for just maybe like, six months too long and it's like Mm -hmm. okay you need to break up with this person Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's not cool and he's like basically getting beat up like okay i'll I'll break up with her but then we get the reveal that danny's sister terry um killed herself and her parents Mm -hmm. and um this fucking scene florence Pugh is just is so i cannot wait to see what her career ends up being like i genuinely see her being like like, I don't know, like the next like Julianne Moore of just like this actor who's like when she gets older is gonna be so like fucking amazing because the way that she's able to embody in a way, it's like, it's so raw. It's almost, it's disturbing. I don't like watching it because it makes me uncomfortable because it's almost, it's too real because we're used mm-hmm. to like, Hollywood grief is like, oh, I'm crying. Like, it's very, it's very theatrical. I need to look it's, hot while I cry so the yeah, camera can she catch gets ugly and it's, too fucking real to me that I'm like, I, I don't like this. <laughs> That's interesting. I horrific. too thought it was very real, but I went, I'm annoyed by it. I was like, oh God. Are you Christian? Not, I mean, raised, but no, I mean. No, are you the boyfriend? Are you Christian? Are you like wow. the <laughs> Oh, no, because I was just, you know, it's like hearing children weep uncontrollably in movies or like hearing this song, I was just like oh god that is so guttural in my ear and it was annoying me I was also watching it with headphones on so okay, you're, um, listen mm. also I, w- I was curious about Christian because as Chris. I was watching this I was like what is Sonique gonna think because like is he a good person is he a bad person like that brings up that brings up a question that I, nah. I kind of wrote down uh, mm-hmm. uh, in my little notes for this. <laughs> but um, <laughs> my question I had, and I think this is one of like the themes of it, is like how much responsibility is fair to put on your mm-hmm. significant other when it comes to your grief and your mental illness? Because if you notice right. too, in the beginning of the movie, Danny is taking. Um, it looks like anxiety medicine or antidepressants yeah, she has, um, or something. Out of van. Who I yeah. know her. <laughs> See, <laughs> like, I, recognize what, I was thinking that because I was like, ooh, I feel like Sonique is going to think Christian's a piece of shit. But I was like, you know, at the same time, like, because he like stuck it out for her. Did he do it the best? The thing, Obviously yeah. not. But he was no. trying. And I think that gets some brownie points in that he's not the I, best person, but he's not a bad person. Yeah, I think that he's he's shitty in a lot of ways. Like he does gaslight her. He does things that are actually like borderline abusive. But I think to Darren's question about like how much a partner needs to take on, I feel like he's just an ill-equipped person. I think he was someone who like think about this. Like you're in a relationship with someone and you're like, I'm about to bounce you. Like I'm ugh, I'm about to find my you know what, fellas? <laughs> hey fellas, you, you're right. I'm gonna break up with Danny. And then her parents and sister die, and you're like, I can't break up with her now. Like I would be a monster. So like, I'm going to stick it out. But then it, she's, she's grieving. Like how there, there's no, there's no end in sight. So it's like, 
you know, I think it's easy because I think it's like very popular on the internet to be like, oh, Christian's like a shitty boyfriend. Like, ah, he deserved the bear. Blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, he's not great, but like, it's rough. Like it's hard. It, it'd be hard for a partner to take this on if they were actually committed to the relationship, let alone someone who was literally like about to break up with your ass. <laughs> like, on their way out. But yeah, like, he, yeah, I agree, Sainik. I think that he, that was an incredibly difficult position to put him in. I mean, like, obviously it wasn't her fault that it happened, yeah. but it's just that like, he was on his way out. He was kind of resolved. He was gonna break up with her and then that happened and I like commend him for sticking with it even though even though he kind of wanted to leave at that point um but yeah I don't know that's like it's such a tricky situation like such a tricky Mm -hmm. situation I feel like if I were Danny in that situation I don't know if I would have stayed in that relationship like if I were Danny I think I would be like I need to deal with myself like from Mm -hmm from like things that have happened to me in my life, I've just been like, yo, I'm not in a good headspace. I can't, you know, but they were also dating for like four years or something. So it was a while. In that case, it you know, seem like Danny was necessary. We don't, we'll see, we don't know if where Danny was mentally in this relationship when this happened. Cause we know what, where Christian was. Cause he, we see him talking to his friends. It's not clear if Danny was like, you know, was Danny aware that like this relationship was on its way out or was she like, she was, she was because in the phone call with her friend in the beginning, she's on the phone with her friend and she's like, Oh, Terry sent me this scary message. And, uh, she's like, I feel like I'm annoying Christian. Like, I feel like every time Mm. I call him, he's annoyed with me. And, and then her friend is just like, yeah, yeah, he's being shitty and like so she knows too it's like she knows too that he's not yeah. able to provide for her emotionally what she needs and this is even before the family dies like this is because she's been dealing with her sister being bipolar and kind of erratic and um the fact that she also has been dealing with her own mental illness as you can see from like the medication that she's taking so i feel like christian was already ill-equipped for this and he was already not providing Danny with what she needed even before this tragedy happened. And so it would have been better for them to part ways before, but then, but then that happened. And when that happened, it's like, uh, all of this, by the way, has been 12 minutes into the movie. And then you get the title credits, like, like, you know, like Midsommar. And I'm just like, I was like, what the fuck was this? this But also you're kind of, it is long. (laughs) But yeah. you're also, you know, I feel you're used to it's like, here's exposition. And I thought I was like, holy shit, they showed they didn't tell. That was very, mm-hmm. very clever. Mm-hmm. It did piss me off for you a second. How much we just got out of that. Yeah. I was lesser, like, this was lesser long, films but... would have picked up actually after the death of her parents. They would have they would not have shown the this is a deteriorating relationship. And then they died. They would have picked up the movie would have started with her parents are dead. And then we get that, as you know, Christian and I have not been him <laughs> working out for a very long time. It would be like a whole like <laughs> this movie did very well at like giving you the scenes to give you what you needed to make the rest of it make sense. Mm-hmm. Or even for mm-hmm. the scenes that we get where we it still doesn't make sense, but it's like it'll make sense. Like just you just have to watch basically because it does un- it does everything does make sense at the end. Because um, I know it, when the first time I watched this, there were a lot of scenes later on where I was like, "What the fuck is actually happening right now?" I'm not sure what. And then you watch on. it again, though, and you realize again, like Ari Aster, he yeah. he plants eggs 
and seeds for everything throughout the movie so mm -hmm. that if you watch it again, you're like, oh, oh, this tapestry. That's like, he does a lot yeah. with tapestries when they get to Sweden. Like, when Even before Sweden, like in her apartment when she, so in like the following, so after, we kind of skip ahead after the death of her parents and she's like in bed and you have that, there's like a big like picture over her bed and it's like a bear, like a little girl mm -hmm. in a bear. And it's like, mm -hmm. he was telling us the whole time. He's and telling, the little girl has a crown on her head. Exactly. He literally tells you what is going to happen in this movie. The literally the time. first, the first <laughs> frame of the movie is that like mm -hmm. the tapestry. very elaborate the tapestry. Like it tells you the plot. Yeah. <laughs> you just look at it. which. No, I did notice that the first time I watched it because the tapestry has a black person in it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, okay. This is like an old fashioned, like Scandinavian thing. I was like, why is one of them black? Like it did. I didn't notice it. I was like, this seems not accurate. Hmm, is that a more? Like, <laughs> right? I was like, is that a more? <laughs> they got more in, uh, in Sweden, probably. Um, so, um, so yeah. So we skip ahead, and time has passed after Danny's parents have passed away. Um, she goes to a party with Christian, who kind of is trying to get her not to go, but like she doesn't pick up on him and goes with him. And it's at this party that she finds out that Christian is planning. <laughs> to spend a pretty long time it was like over a month or so right in sweden with his pals like six and weeks like, and like yeah <laughs> like in sweden like just it's not a weekend like a guy's trip it was like oh it's over a month like that's like a that's some time um because he's the anthropologist and he's his friends are like anthropologists and their friend pele mm -hmm. who is swedish is like yeah, I'll take you. I was going to try to do a Swedish his accent, but I feel like it'd be offensive. I'll take you um, to my yeah. village. <laughs> I'll take you to my 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 village. Yep. Yes, or the the Horga. You'll come to our village. I don't fucking know, Andrew. You know some. Um, you're 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 a Norse god. Tell us. <laughs> half Norse. And you are half Nor It's Norwegian though, right? You were half. No. Norwegian. No, you're um, not Danish, um, right? Danish and Swedish. Danish? Wow. Thank you, Darren. Wait, You're then welcome. why did you invite me to that thing a couple years ago that that Christmas thing? And you said it was a Nord, it was like a Norwegian. I said it was Scandinavian, oh. which does include Norway, but that doesn't let you off the hook of being a bad friend. Um, <laughs> For not coming. Now I'm who's sorry. now who's Christian? <laughs> sorry, I was bad. I was tired. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I said I said I'd like to go to Sweden. Isn't that that's me telling you I was going on this trip? Yeah, that was bull. This, that, that was like the most like man thing to say though. Like, yeah, I told you. I'm like you you men that that you like Ingmar Bergman and you're like, yeah, I'm going to Sweden. That's not the same thing. <laughs> you know, to be fair, he could just be he could just be not good at social norms because my I told you my little brother when he got married invited me to officiate over his wedding but then told my cousin that it was just paper signing and then when she showed up she didn't know it was the wedding because he's like yeah well I signed a paper the marriage certificate it's just signing a piece of paper and I'm like you're a fucking idiot so I give Christian a little more credit I'm kidding I don't because he's obviously a piece of shit in this instance. But there are people that just really don't get shit, i.e. my brother. That's I hope he listens to this so he knows I'm still mad. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love this. I love that you have a blood feud with your brother over um him just not knowing it's like call it a, you know what it is it's a wedding yeah, she, <laughs> he's weirdo <laughs> my so, theory about christian is that the reason he didn't tell danny was maybe he was hoping that the trip to sweden would be a good time for him to break up with her Ooh, like probably. i'm thinking that he didn't tell her about sweden and then you know, and then like right before he left, he would like break up with her or something. And then he would be out of the country for like six weeks while she processed it or whatever. That makes total sense. That's some Irish goodbye shit. But like, I feel <laughs> I feel like that would be. That's like, well, Christian is kind of a redhead. So probably would you, <laughs> would you, how would you, oh, I would, I'd pull some shit like that though. I would definitely do that. Right? Like I would. I would do that because I hate conflicts. So I would be like, I think I would be at the airport. We're saying bye. And I'm like, I'm breaking up with you. And like, he's like, what'd you say? I'm breaking up with you. Just like go through TSA. Sneak. <laughs> he's also just very horny. Like Christian is very horny for Swedish women because uh, mm-hmm. his friends mentioned that he and Danny are not having sex. I'm, I've oh, seen yeah. this movie yeah. way too. I'm sorry. I like have memorized no. the dialogue yeah. at this point. You but they're it. like in the you need to dumb it down. No. <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> Christian friends say no sex for Christian and Danny. Danny, <laughs> <laughs> no one sex. Have sex with Swedish girl. That's that what we sound part. like. To no, you that's here. what. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought we were friends here. <laughs> like, dumb it down i didn't say insult us fucking idiots. No. <laughs> but no, no you're yeah right, like, he definitely you're right. is he's horny because even well okay so she ends up going because she's like they're like oh, wait no before this happens this scene was so triggering after the party when they're talking about it and basically like she's upset rightfully so because he like planned this trip and like did was not going to tell her basically and he manages to finesse it so that she ends up apologizing to him yeah. and i'm just like Danny, I want more for you, baby girl. <laughs> Do you also like the, the Mark Mark friend who is it? Darren, who's viewed this many times, is it established that he's a, a student? Like he more than likely is, but like he's it's never outright stated that he is also an anthro student, right? I think that Mark is also a student because he like is on his lap remember the part where they go so after this scene they're at the friend's apartment and that's Mm -hmm. when christian tells all of his friends danny's coming with us and like it was my idea and it's cool and then all of his friends are kind of deadpan like oh like but they handled it pretty well because you know like except for mark mark is a piece of shit well mark was the one who was like oh hey can christian can you look at this paragraph for me and then like um, (laughs) he almost leaves the laptop in the living room, but he's like, come with me. So I think he's the one who has the issue with it. But, you know, why would Christian have to look at a paragraph unless Mark right. was some kind of student, right? Right. I think I think all of this is to say Josh is the best of that group because he's he was like kind of he wasn't like the most outright like, yeah, you should probably break up with her. It's just like, you know, like you're just using her you know, to like put off your thesis and blah, blah, blah. So he's also like pointing mm-hmm. out like, Christian, you're kind of being a shit. And then when, you know, <laughs> he was like, hey, she's coming to Sweden with us. He's like, yeah, yeah. Obviously he was bummed, but he was like, yeah, of course. I'll put on a face. Mm-hmm. Just leave it to Josh. Mark wanted to, to have, have a bacchanalia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mark wanted to I have mean, a bacchanalia. When they, as soon as they got there, um, like 
sorry to jump ahead, but when, when they were like driving and they saw like, they were really just three generic blonde women standing on this at a bus stop. And he's like, oh my God, Swedish chicks. It's like, Dude, he's from like bro. central Illinois. He's not- I'm like, there's, but even so, like, there's so many girls that like that in central Illinois because they are also sweet. <laughs> they are also like, like Germanic peoples who settled in the Midwest. So it's like, you know, girls that look like these girls, <laughs> these are their cousins. Like, chill okay like you're not in like i don't know like naples and it's like whoa like like these beautiful italian women i'm from iowa you know but anyway um so oh okay so i this scene when they're sitting in when um christian reveals like hey you know danny is coming we have this scene with um with danny and pilly and he's kind of um you know telling her about you know, his, his village and all the cool things she's going to see. And this is the scene when we first realized that Danny is like, she is triggered by the word family, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, it's like, why did she even go? Like, I get why she went. Cause it's a, it, the, the plot called for it, but it's like, <laughs> you're still agreeing to the point where literally the word, the word family, not even specifically you, your family, but just family like triggers you into a panic attack like you don't need to be going to anybody well have you ever hit a point in like your grief where you're you're not it's not the the throes of it at the beginning right so you Mm -hmm. have enough you have enough clarity to be like i should be acting normal i should be doing these types of things right So, so you know it's like she got caught in those moments of like i think i'm fine clarity which you're not obviously yeah obviously I think she needed to do she needed to do something new and experience something new to like get out of her funk. Um, speaking yeah. of this scene, another Easter egg from Ari Aster. Mm-hmm. Pele, he's drawing in his book, and Danny's like, "What's that?" And he's like, "Oh, it's just a table. It's not just a table. It's the table from the end of the movie when they're sitting at the feast." Oh, he's like designing uh-huh. it. He literally. That we'll get into my theories about. I love Pe- to think that I Pele's think Pele like is an- the oracle. Uh, <laughs> see, as I'm like, I love to think that Pele's like, he's like the interior designer, like decorator for like the cult. So he's just like, he's, he's just like planning back. out. Like, he's coming back with all like of he these designs IKEA, IKEA furniture. The he's yeah. the IKEA. He's gonna come back with all these cool, like new, like tables and chairs, and like they're gonna love it. Like he's like, I've got like my catalog that I'm working. <laughs> my Yorgod, my it's for the people do you like the scene after this like you know because she has the free she gets triggered by panic attack yeah she has a yield attack of panic and she runs into the bathroom but it's the slickest transition to the (laughs) airplane bathroom i was like oh that was really great what a nice shot that was awesome he does a lot of really cool camera shots um i think the, some of the coolest shots are the ones where they're transitioning into sweden because it's that shot of her going into the bathroom and then she comes back out and sits down and then looks out the window and then there's that turbulence mm-hmm. out of the window and then when they're driving in the car um after they pass the swedish women you know and they're driving you see like the the whole world flips upside down and you see like the ground is on like the sky and the cars upside down. Do you guys remember mm-hmm. that shot? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so cool to me, but there's just so many cool camera tricks and things. And when they start to do drugs, you know, of course. Oh, I love that with like the trees. These are very subtle. This, mm-hmm. I think this is one of the most 
tasteful, subtle, like hallucination scenes in any movie I've ever seen throughout. Because, you know, like a lot of times, like when she would pass someone, it's just like it's like a fisheye lens and just a portion of the screen. So when people pass through it, it gets like weird. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think it's showing because in, in I saw some interviews with him about this movie again because I love it. Um, but in some interviews, he was saying this is a fairy tale. Oh yeah, Midsummer is a fairy tale. She mm-hmm. is like an orphaned princess who reclaims her throne, <laughs> becomes the queen literally after going through all these trials and tribulations. But um, you know, she has to travel to a, a new land like a a fantasy land almost. And so I feel like all the camera tricks that you see on the plane and in the car and um, when they trip out as they're entering the commune are all just like that mystical, magical fairy tale transition into a new world. Yeah. It's Oz, baby. (laughs) That drug scene after they they show up in the (laughs) Pele's brother, well, like, you know, no one's, yeah, everyone's related. Ingmar. Like, we're we're, we're related, Ingmar. yeah. Ingmar. Yeah. And his uh, British friends, Connie and Simon. 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 Mm-hmm. And then they're like, let's take drugs. And then oh, just Christian trying to trying to be like the good boyfriend. It's like, we don't we don't have to take these drugs, baby. Like we can wait. And then fucking Mark, we can't all trip at different times, you asshole. But also, okay, but this is a moment, and this is where so I, I don't think Christian is a wholly bad person, but these interactions with Danny, I don't know how much of that was like being a good boyfriend. You can tell he's exasperated and annoyed with her. It isn't a genuine like, it's okay, babe. Like we'll wait. It's like, oh, I was being wait. facetious. Okay. Cause it's like definitely like, oh, we can wait. Like, no, he was definitely, so you're ready. <laughs> yeah. It was like that child thing of like, we can wait, but he's still like, it's up to his mouth. <laughs> Like he's gonna do it anyway. <laughs> on his tongue, like we can look away. But I do love like I love that this. person who's like, "Are you a hugger?" and is like already hugging you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I guess I am now. Like, yeah, yeah. I like this scene because purely because of Mark just freaking out. He's just like, "Why is it still blue? Why is the sky still blue?" It's like it's nine p.m. He's like, "I don't like that." None of you thought that was hilarious. Just. Can you oh, again? No, you that was of... so funny. I lost you for a second. What'd you say? Mark, when he was tripping out and he was just, just his line of the sentence, like it's the sky's blue because we're in Sweden. He's like, I don't like that. I too would be nervous. <laughs> it's like some more people are I mean, coming. Yeah, oh, I don't like new people. No new people. No, everybody <laughs> lay down. Yeah. Everybody lay down. <laughs> you need to try this. This movie is the funny things in it are so tastefully funny. <laughs> Oh yes. yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It never feels like kind of like shoehorned in. Like the the humor, it makes sense. But um, just to, to I want to put like a little note in here since this is a horror uh, a horror podcast made for black uh, horror fans by black horror fans. We have to point out the fact that when they're driving, there's a sign that they go underneath, and that sign is actually like an anti-immigration slogan. And Ari Aster has pointed out that there is like some racial undertones in this movie in the heart of being basically like a a white supremacist specifically cult as well and absolutely and 
Sainik in that scene, actually, in that same scene in the car, in the mm-hmm. director's cut, which is also Ooh. excellent. Yeah, another like maybe twenty minutes to the movie. Um, but in the- <laughs> just what it needed. Just what I was it just needed. thinking it, it, it was it was too short. <laughs> too short. Too short. <laughs> but it's twenty like good minutes though. It's- it's like, oh, like so much more nuance is added. But mm-hmm. uh, there is just there's a shot in the car of um, one of the books that William Jackson Harper is reading. And it's about like the Nazi symbolism in Viking runes. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. right off the bat, you see that book and then you see the shot of like the anti-immigration, you know, mm-hmm. message. Uh, and then and even just throughout the Harga and their culture and all of the different um chants and prayers and things that they say in Sweden with the subtitles, uh, in Swedish with the subtitles, it's always like, we're going to vanquish the dark one, vanquish the evil black spirit down to (laughs) hell or whatever. And it's like always a black, black, dark something that's like, (laughs) well, there's the scene like way later when they're doing the dance contest and she's like the black one made the dance contest. They're all boogieing down. Yeah, she's like, the black one came and made them dance until they died. And I was like, is she talking about hip hop? Like, did hip hop make it to the Horga? And she's like, <laughs> the black ones came and they just couldn't stop shaking their rumps. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> you racist. But also, Death by twerking. That's that. I feel like that. That's my fan theory is that this uh, movie is really like um, it's an allegory for an introduction of hip hop culture to Sweden. Do what you want with that. I'm gonna start a blog. Um, so, <laughs> oh, okay. So we're in the scene when they're they're tripping balls, right? And um, mm-hmm. once again, Danny hears family. Like they're just literally, they're like, "Oh, this is like my feral." Everyone hears my family, and she's just like, "Family," and like goes mm-hmm. running, is like freaking out. And uh, when she ends up in that weird, like a uh, like Huts? shed, porta potty, hut shed, porta pot, porta john. I don't know. And we see her sister, which is 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 a motif that shows up throughout this movie, is the image of the sister with the hose in her mouth, which is just terrifying. And the parents, too. Her parents show up mm-hmm. randomly. Mm-hmm. And the parents show up a lot as well. So, yeah, she's she's having hallucinations about her sister. It's not great. Um, did you watch, like, when they got, because we're in the commune, you know, did you mm-hmm. just... Do you uh, maybe because Madison, Wisconsin is full of these people that are like, oh, I just want to <laughs> fucking leave and go to a commune. And I was like, I don't think so. After mm-hmm. just like after seeing this little bit of just doing drugs and they haven't even gotten to the commune, I was like, I don't think you can handle this. You're right, because they weren't even at the commune. Yet. They were like outside of the commune tripping because they're like, they're hooking up with the other with the other um people, people who like live outside and like have come back and when they finally get to so they get to this commune and i'm like what's funny about this movie to me is that it's very obvious but also not because i'm like this is clearly a cult y'all like i feel like oh. walking into this, like this you're with you're in a cult right now like, this is a cult <laughs> if i see three buildings and that's all you have i'm like ooh. When I see people all dressed alike and you're not a sports team, I'm like, <laughs> this is a cult. Like, you all have the same fit. Like, this is a cult. <laughs> but keep in mind, they're anthropology students, right? They're anthropology students. So, like, if they were to meet a cult, That's they'd true. be, like, into that shit. Like, I mean, like, oh when they get God. to the part where they're like, oh, we're doing Atastupa the next day and 
William Jackson Harper knows what it is and is like, really? Like he's like so geeked out. Like, oh. like, Are you for and me? They're like, what? They're like, what is it? He's like, you'll see. I'm like, no, 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 no. You didn't tell yeah. me what it is. Do tell me that shit, right. please. Before we go to bed. Tell me that shit, bro. <laughs> and then even mark the next day is like because he like slept through i think mark was taking a nap and then he wakes up he's like i missed the best part you guys like they're just into it they're into it christian was trying to like calm danny down and be like well it is their culture and i'm like ooh, i don't yeah they were doing some cultural relativism shit that i'm like for the most part i agree but there is a line for me personally (laughs) like no 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 no. Mm. (laughs) We don't have to tolerate everything. (laughs) I mean, it's not okay. I think we can just (laughs) jump to that because like everything leading up to that is just kind of being like, you know, like little snippets of the, Mm -hmm. of their, I guess the the only thing is. Only one, only one thing I want to point out Easter egg is when the, the priest guy is like, he says, welcome to everyone in the group. And then to Danny specifically, uh, he says, welcome home. Oh, he says, welcome to everyone. And then to Danny, he's like, welcome home. So these everyone knows this stuff. Everyone is clued into everyone has already decided. Like, it's like, Danny, we like you. We like you specifically. I mean, you're Mm -hmm. you're that's fully like, yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't I didn't see that. And in the car, William Jackson Harper says the Vikings like they would go to other countries and bring back because um, remember when Mark was like, "Oh, those women the best are so looking, hot." Or the best they bring women, back yeah. the hottest chicks from all over the world. That's what the fuck <laughs> Pele is doing. It's like you're that very reminds. knowledgeable in this movie. Like, let's like let's I be honest like here. The like, <laughs> the narcissist in me, like as much as like, oh fuck, like we're in a cult. Like, oh no, my boyfriend's in a bear and he has to get burnt. I would remember, like, but I am the hottest girl that Pele found. <laughs> that was also one of the funniest lines like, also oh my God. when because you know they're showing them the grounds and then <laughs> the guy's like you're not just and it's like is anyone gonna mention this bear and then this bear in a cage comes into the shot and then ingmar goes it's a bear and then they go to the next scene and you're just like that's okay. what i mean everything is super obvious but not because like and it's it's because in the, the the movie gaslights the viewer too because it is like there's a bear and it's like yeah there's a bear it's like you're the weird it's one a for tapestry it's a beautiful weird. tapestry that just like why the tapestry. Yeah. yeah you're the weird one for thinking why are you so weirded out there's a bear here yeah there's a bear here it's midsummer like what's the deal so like so you are kind of disarmed as the viewer of like oh okay like i, I guess it's just a bear that like yeah it is a bear <laughs> like <laughs> you know it's actually pretty genius like you are being gaslit by the cult as well when you're watching it i also mm-hmm. like how mark is his reoccurring bit is just being afraid of ticks he's so afraid of ticks <laughs> like they're and falling asleep and he's just like his uncle he's like, he's like, i'll check your hair i'll check your head you check mine and i'm just like, <laughs> like this guy is scared and he has his socks up like over his jeans <laughs> Listen, you the entire time. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a huge asshole. Like yeah. they, they really they really like made sure we knew like Mark is a piece of shit. Sorry to anyone who vapes, but like <laughs> you're, you're sending out a message when you. Vaping. I mean, <laughs> unless you're like mayor of East Town. I mean, I then I don't. Not... Kate Winslet I vapes. Watch, I Spoiler alert: she, <laughs> she vapes. <laughs> 
I love that for her. Yeah. Yeah. I heard people being very excited about the accent, the the Delco accent. Apparently, I don't know. She, she does a good job. She she does a good job with the accent. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In between vaping. <laughs> you know who I see? Um, actually, I said Julianne Moore. No, Florence Pugh will be like our next, like Kate Winslet. I see that. I think Florence Pugh will be our next Meryl Streep, honestly. Like, Ooh. the sky is the limit for her. Fuck she yeah. is my, so I have this thing called like my friends in my head, uh, which are like celebrities who are around oh, my age where I think we would be friends. And I think Florence Pugh, mm-hmm. to me, out of the girlies around my age, because uh, she's also 25. We're about a month apart in our birthdays, actually. This is weird that I know this much. Anyways. I mean, she's your she's friend. She's my friend in my head. She's your friend. You would know that she's you would know friend. her birthday. Yeah. You guys go out. That's to, not weird. You, you guys get endless breadsticks at least once a month. And yeah, in my dreams. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Madonna is my mom's friend in her head because my mom was like, oh, we are both pregnant with our daughters at the same time. But Lourdes is not my friend in my head. Lourdes is very chaotic energy to me. I, yeah, no, I couldn't see you guys like vibing. No, but me and Florence. Yeah, friend in my head. I love that. Now I'm thinking who's my who would be my friend. I'd like to think it's Zoe Kravitz, but I think she's too cool for me. No, you're cool. Thank two you different too, takes. But I think she's just she's a little too cool to me. She's too cool for me in a way that I would find annoying. Like, okay, girl, like you have tiny tattoos. Like oh, okay. Like you're really cool. Yeah. I don't know who my person would be. Oh, I think actually, I think I would get along well with um shit. What is her name? I see her and I cannot remember her name. Uh Amelia Clark and I, I think would be good friends. She She's very, like very sweet. I think we like mm-hmm. have a fun. I feel like I would be able to pull out like, um, like a kind of like a little bit of like a, like I would get her to say really shitty things. <laughs> like I get her to say fucked up things and be like, Amelia. And she's like, oh, and like we'll giggle. Cause she's like, I'll make her a bitch. <laughs> and then you'll be not- like Dracarys and then well on me. a dragon will come out of nowhere. <laughs> you sound like I'm a really bad person. Andrew, you, who's your, who's your celebrity inside Jesus friend? Christ. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Cause we're similar in age. And I feel like we'd be like those kind of friends where he's like, Hey man, I'm fit. Let's go do fit things. I'd be like, Michael, you know, I'm going to sweat. I'm out of shape. And you'd be like, Andrew, <laughs> get over here and do something outside. I mean, he literally is an actor whose entire career is doing active shit, which that you said was your nightmare is getting cast and then having exactly. to run. Right? Like, my, my nightmare would be like if I was cast as Christian in this movie, they're like, all right, there's going to be one scene when you have to just nakedly hold your junk and not even like jog, just hurriedly move. And I'm like, oh, too much effort. Like, it's an Ari Aster film. You're like, I'll have to pass. <laughs> I'm not just I'm not just sitting or standing most of the time. <laughs> or like <laughs> I know I unless I was cast as Mark, so then I could lay down for it's like Andrew, we filmed your like bad trip scene 90 times. Like you need to start acting. I'm like, you should like, just no, try I, lying down. Do another take, another take, and just you take a nap um yeah so at this point we get like a lot of like uh you know just stuff around the commune some weird shit there's uh, do we do we get that one scene with like the oracle it's a very quick moment we just we just see this flash of this person who's like 
uh like deformed has like this deformed and, and is like furiously painting but no one explains <laughs> we well, don't find on, out later, later on later. they explain it because the guy like the priest oh, yeah. guy explains to william jackson harper like this is our special book and like our oracle he's able to do it because he has like unclouded judgment or uh, right unclouded yeah. judgment is yeah, what yeah. they call yeah. it yeah they, they explain that to cool. us but in that moment though it's not explained so when it happens it's just like what yeah what? it's like who is this <laughs> who the fuck is this i remember the first time i watched that actually like rewound it because it was like this is something fuck i i thought like something was wrong i was like this isn't the movie is this still a movie like is this something like <laughs> well did your did your mind jump to like i saw and i'm like that is that is going to be like an incest deformity thing and then i oh, just yeah. thought so then i i thought i thought it, they you know we'll get to it but i thought it was just going to be the this is like a deformed thing we don't talk about quite the opposite but we get uh we get Pele talking about like it's like so you all sleep here and he's like well this is where the when you when you're in the spring of your life from like zero to 18 also fucking awful can you imagine having to sleep with a child at any point in your life up to 18 fucking That's, terrible the baby is crying the whole time the whole we time. get mark who's like well how do you jerk off of course, because he's worried about. It. He's like, how do you jerk off in this place? I'm like, right. trust me, they're jerking off in front of each other. Like this, these people, <laughs> like at the, no boundaries. At okay. the end of his explanation, no, right? No boundaries. <laughs> he's like, it's like you know, from whatever to seventy two, you're a mentor. And Danny's like, what happens at seventy two? And he's like, you die. And you're like, ha 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 ha. You're kidding. <laughs> and then you right, see very I, quickly they're not kidding. They that are is, not kidding because we. Do, should we jump to the Atastupa? Let's just let's jump. Just do it. Let's go. Dude, when we yeah. were messaging Darren, that was the part I was at. And I was like, <laughs> you're like, it's going to get fucked up. I was like, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> and it did. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So we get like, they're at, they're doing their, like, they first they do like a little ritual meal. Cause there's so many meal, communal meals that they do. And there's these two elder people who honestly, Again, it's very in your face that this is a cult too, because it's like, I don't know. I feel like if I was sitting in this group of people and there's two people who have different clothes and they're doing, I'm like, these people are going to be sacrificed. I, I first of all, this is a <laughs> sacrifice. Like they're, they look different and they're being very like, like they're doing their own whatever. So they all eat and they go out to this clearing and there's this like, it's very blindingly white at this point. Like I was genuinely like squinting yes. as I was watching this movie blinding white clearing and there's this like a uh, cliff and these two elders these 72 year olds uh they go up on top and they're they're standing there you know in the big group with the with the cults the cultists and still no one's quite <laughs> saying like this they're gonna jump off like it's very obvious yeah. they're gonna jump off this fucking yeah cliff. this fucking scene though the first time i saw it like I took it a lot. I took like a champ this time around. I was like, I know what to expect. The first when, time I saw it. When her face exploded. When her fucking spa- face popped like a zit on the Dude, rock. <laughs> what's crazy. So we've established that they're killing themselves because we just watched it. But I'm like, man, they didn't even get like a good last meal. Like They just had the same bullshit like what, that everyone else was having. I would have yeah. been pissed for them. You I would have asked for lobster. 
You know, I would have too. I'm allergic, but it's like, fuck it. It's the one time I get to eat. I'm going to die anyway. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me lobster. But like, we have to do it like within 30 minutes of us jumping off this cliff. Cause I have to, like, do you like be able to jump? It be, it might be nice if you like ex- asphyxiate from your, uh, right. from your allergic what? reaction before you have to like jump to your death. So I'm already lightheaded and kind of out and I fall forward. It's just like <laughs> perfect. It's also, I don't know, like these rituals and these cults that I just, they, they seem so, yeah, I know. You know, I feel like they, they could be smarter about it and like streamline the process. Like, did you really have to have them cut their hands and bleed on a ceremonial stone just to kill them anyway? I'm like, that's, that's a waste. This like, this whole ceremony could have been like, it's all the pageantry. I mean, like. I want, I want my cult pageantry just streamlined. I mean, we, we, I need, we, I we all get went out of through there. several levels of improv, so we're already in a cult. It's There is pageantry. There's a lot of bullshit you have to do for some reason. We're there already. <laughs> Why do you think graduation ceremonies are so long? It's like literal, it's pageantry. Yeah. Church, weddings, funerals, it's all pageantry. This is their form of it. it just and honestly, I probably blood. would love this i love the attention i love i love the attention i love pageantry i love just like a little you know a little razzle dazzle added to life when you have to do a little you know a little you gotta jump through hoops a little bit jump through hoops jump off of hoops before sonique would jump off the cliff cliff. she would literally like give a tight five and be like before i head out and just since i (laughs) since i have y'all before i go I would say I dreamed a dream before I jumped. I would say <laughs> Avita, Avita. I have a captive audience right now, so I'm just going to do. <laughs> Don't cry for me, Argentina. And I'd have like my arms up like she does. And they're like, what's my Argentina? My mom's best friend, Madonna. And then <laughs> Do you like how the Everything old man I say off? is true. And then you jump. <laughs> and then you jump. Yeah. While the violins are going. Yeah. It'll be great. He just don't love it. pencil dive into the stone like that man did. He, oh, he, he was like, he's like, I want to, I want to make this painful. He didn't, he didn't practice. You know, homegirl, because women, women love to come prepared. She practiced a little bit off of like a lower a stones of like, okay, a bed. Like she's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump this way because I need to hit head first, the rock head first. And he went just full on, just like, beep, just legs first. He's just. And just uh, the, uh, when they fucking, I hate broken bones. When they fucking zoom in on his fucked up legs. Uh. Oh, when they zoom in on his messed up face and how like when there's they, the one uh, scene where it's like his face is caved in and it goes back up again. Yeah. <laughs> like when <laughs> Danny's like having a freak out moment, it's like shots of her parents, dead parents. And then you see like his face collapsed and it goes back up again and it collapses. It's just like very... So that was messed up. But when he but when he doesn't die, they like they bash his face in with a mullet, with a mallet. And you know that's his family. You know that's his like immediate family, like his kids. Imagine, imagine doing that with like your grandparent, and it's like your parents and you are like, okay, time to bash in grandpa's face because he didn't fall the right way. Because he he fucked up. We told him to practice. Grandpa, like we you made us do this. (laughs) Like, we don't want to have to do this. I, and they all do it, even though he's like totally dead. And they all like, just still just hit this because, smushed face. Well, because it's Peepaw. It's Peepaw. You know, he got, dead. do you like this was a fucked up scene, but the sound design was great. Because mm-hmm. like when the woman jumped, like she, Danny gives like a ah! 
and then it cuts and it does like the tinnitus thing like when a grenade goes off or something and then you just hear like simon kind of talking but muffled until the guy jumps and then is gasping for hair and then everyone's just you know give it up to the the fucking cult that they scream to mimic everyone's pain i mm-hmm. i did think they were mocking him at first and then i'm like oh no they're they're trying to suffer with him i get it <laughs> yes and you so they were like you know, they were like uh, yeah, oh my legs are I'm broken like, yeah i mean you know i'm 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 making fun of how he felt right now i feel like he, they would do it too <laughs> And you see that come up over and over again, though, like this thing of like group suffering, like group empathy, like bunch of personally, I would love if I got a group of like eight to 10 women to writhe and scream with me on the floor. But honestly, it's it it is relevant in many. It's relevant in my culture and like West African culture, like when you go to funerals there is a theatrical aspect of a funeral and that like you are expected to scream cry and fall on bonus mm-hmm. points you fall on the ground you fall on the ground if you if you, if you faint oof, oof, the tension you get when you faint i haven't gotten it yet but one day i will but like when <laughs> you fall on the ground you do the thing it's and it's it's communal and you're expected to kind of just do that at a funeral mm-hmm. it's very different so i i related to the cult in that, <laughs> a phrase in that kind of says communal- often <laughs> I relate to this cult because, but in the sense that you are, you're kind of doing this like communal release of, of grief together, which can be very beautiful. And actually the scene when she is crying with them, it's, it's, I think it's kind of, it's moving. Unfortunately, it's, it's another way for them to manipulate her into mm-hmm. the cult. Cause it's like, see, we care about you. You know, it's not, not like a genuine, you know, em- empathy. So. I know yes. like what I know now that obviously Pele not a good guy um but at the time having never seen this when i was writing my notes i was like maybe don't take your american grieving friend to your cult's suicide ritual just like maybe be like you might want to skip today's activities but this is when we have bread bread with the ladies or something this is when we have christian being like babe i know it's fucked up but it's it's their culture babe you got to respect it and then later on, this is the scene where, because she's freaking out immediately. She sees it, freaks out, goes back to the thing, um, to the little communal hut that they're all staying in, and starts packing up her bags. And then Pele's like, oh, sorry, like, oops. And then and then he, like, starts to kind of manipulate her. And this is where you see Pele, like, starting to kind of mm-hmm. pull some strings with her and being like, oh, Christian, like, do you feel held by him? What like, a this line. is my family. Do you feel held by him? And that I was, was like, like oh. Okay. That was like low-key sexy, though. He was like, do you feel held by him? And I was like. You know what made it not mm, sexy? That really? he said that. And then it was immediately followed by the fucking wonder twin, the faceless wonder twins being burned over a grill. <laughs> <laughs> wonder twins. <laughs> Another another thing in that scene, another uh, foreshadowing, Pele says, my parents, I'm an orphan too. My parents, they burned up in a fire when I was Ooh. a little kid. They were sacrificed, weren't they? They were. Okay, cool. That's what I yeah. thought. I was like, so like they also were sacrificed. Damn. Like, right? Like, he wasn't actually raised. He was raised Damn. by the cult, but he wasn't <sighs> born with them. Like they were outsiders and like were 
That's how I took it. Oh, or really? Th- I took it as they were members of the cult who oh, were like were the two up. members who sat who sacrificed themselves at the end. Because remember, they like right. They, like, we have okay. five new bloods and then two from our cult. Yeah, I see. That's what I, I thought. I took it as Pele. So I have a lot of suspicions, I mean, about the cult, because obviously, but a lot of like what they claim to be like canon is like not true. So I don't, I actually took it as like, I feel like Pele's parents were at, they were outsiders who were brought in and Pele has, is like Danny, like you've been brainwashed and now you are taking this cult as your family. I don't think, I don't think he was born in it. I, Damn. I really think that he was a, probably a kid they were killed, but he was spared and they raised him in the cult. And now he's just like, yeah, oh this cult's goodness. great. That would make a lot of sense then why he would be the one to kind of be the one who goes out and brings people back in mm-hmm. because he's been to the outside world. Like, it's not like he it was, done, was one it was of those, like the babies them, who were born there. Because like. mm-hmm. he's, yeah. he's been in the because outside even, world before, so he understands. Yeah, because even even the, 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 the way, way before this, when they're like, Oh, like every 90 years we do this thing. This cult hasn't been around that long. I don't believe it. It's not hundreds of years old. I feel like this is, this is, that's not true. I think I it think happens pretty I think, regularly because there's the pictures mm-hmm. of all the May Queens on the wall. It happens. So very, it's, yeah. like, it's not 90 years every, it's not every 90 years. Like this, this ritual, I feel like this cult has been around probably. Yeah. That means like several of those 40, photos would have years, had been like portraits. Yeah, and they're really playing up the whole, like, yeah, we've been doing this for hundreds of years. And it's like, no, this is a cult someone started in the 70s. And y'all are just saying and brainwashing people to be like, this is a hundreds of years. This is our cult. No, they just started doing this shit. Like, this is not that <laughs> Oh, no, the cult is lying to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the cult isn't honest. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, but anyway, he, Pele is like, spin that game. He's like, shoddy, like, you man, mm-hmm. you man. He draws her that picture of her down. face. Your man ever draw you a picture? Your oh, man ever remember your birthday? Christian like, oh, I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> it was he like, did. We're tripping. I didn't know. And then he tries to do the pathetic little cupcake and like keeps fucking up when he's trying to light the candle. That was glorious. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Like- Which makes it even worse that he was going to go on that trip during that time, knowing that it was also birthday. Danny's birthday. Ooh, man. It's like he keeps getting worse. <laughs> yeah. Which is her why I thought birthday. he was going to break up with her. He meant to break up with her. Her first birthday after her family was killed, probably. Is this? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What is the yeah. Jesus? I no, wrote... Christian deserved what he got. Never mind. I was trying to defend him before. I fuck the fuck Christian. Do we have? I don't. I don't know if I'm <laughs> skipping anything. Um. Do did Simon leave at this time? Is this when he leaves? No. So, because so Simon and Connie freak out. I think it's important to to point out that Christian decides that he's going to write his his thesis on the Harga. Yeah, and Josh is pissed because he's like, "That's this like my thing." Well, he was mm-hmm. supposed to write about the midsummer. He's going to go to different places and talk about the midsummer festivals. But obviously, Josh is interested in the Harga and wants to write about them. And Christian's like, "Maybe, maybe we can work together." And Josh is like, "Fuck you, bro." <laughs> this is my thesis idea. So they have tensions there. Tensions there. Um, this is the scene that that indicates to me that Christian is not just because I know earlier we talked about mm-hmm. is Christian a bad guy or is he just ill-equipped for dealing with what's happening with Danny? And this is this is the scene that solidifies to me like, no, he's just a deeply selfish mm-hmm. individual. He's not a bad communicator. He's not ill-equipped. He's just deeply selfish because right. 
he's doing it to a friend uh, yeah. and a colleague, you know. And he would do it to the one black friend. I bet you, mm-hmm. if, I bet you if Mark had been like, I'm writing about the Harga, he wouldn't have played that shit because his little black friend did it. He was like, yeah, like, listen to me or you. Black boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, and he's then throws him under the bus later on too. Yes. Yeah, he like, he like, he <laughs> fucking denounced him, man. He like, like oh, kissed him on the cheek. Stole, who do you think stole the books? I don't know. The black guy is not here who do you think like christian's a racist christian deserve what he got he's awful and he's like he says something like oh you know i would never even want to associate with him you know yeah, like you it's, came so here with him. it's so bad it's so bad you, you, wrote- who you came with he's a roommate you guys were collaborating <laughs> collaborating on a thesis together and all of a sudden you like want nothing to do with this guy like i've never seen him before i've never taken a shower with him we haven't roomed together since freshman year like calm down i've never seen josh's dick it's 12 inches long <laughs> <laughs> i'm just assuming it, that is what christian said to that is what i would think how big it is i wouldn't know though because i've never seen it um so yeah so it causes a rift and um this is when oh shit sorry um this is when simon and connie are like deuces bro like we're not doing this you know mm-hmm. they're like they got real british and we're like we don't fuck with these europeans like i know we're europeans too but like we're not really like bye like this is weird <laughs> we need they, to go back to London. Yeah. and they brings it in. They were like, no, 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 no. See, we see, I knew the fucking the Euro, it's never no. So they decide <laughs> we're gonna leave. And um, oh, this part is is wild because so Simon disappears, Connie's trying to find him, and the one of the elders is like, Oh yeah, like he already left. There are only two seats on the truck, but they're gonna come back. Just some bullshit. And um, but Connie, I think it's interesting because I think Connie and Danny are so different. I feel like Connie mm-hmm. is very like aggressive. Like I have resolved. No, fuck that. I'm getting my shit. I'm going. I don't care what you say. I don't believe you. I'm going. And we see this scene later where um, Danny goes up to Christian to tell him what happened. And Christian's like, oh man, that's crazy. And he keeps talking to the elder about like incest because he's really into it. And um, you have this moment where you realize Danny's like, he would do this to me. She like, says it. She yeah, says it at she, the dinner table where she's like, it's, yes, later on. She mentions again. She's like, oh, I just think it's crazy that, that mm-hmm. Simon would leave without Connie. And then she's like, you know, sounds like something that you would do. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start to see her drift from Christian, like mm-hmm. more and more. And I think that Pele's words earlier about like, do you feel held by him? Like really it stuck got with to her. her. But what I love yeah. about that scene, though, is when he's talking to the guy, it's like she doesn't say it yet, but you you see that flash where she's starting to get it. And it's like, yeah, actually, Christian would leave without you. <laughs> like, In that dinner, question. do you remember? Because also, <sighs> like, one of one of the coltets is trying to court. I know, men are the fucking worst. Um, but speak, <laughs> speaking of, of not awful is this coltet that uh, <laughs> is trying to court Christian. So many C's. I'm so good at alliterating. Um, but you know, oh, Maya, they do, the redhead, and they do that. Oh, she, yeah, she tapestries him, right? And I wrote in my notes, it's like, man, that boy just ate pew pie and period juice punch. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they have that beautiful <gasps> shot of all the yellow lemonades, yeah, and then Christian's <laughs> is like slightly orange. And then, if you remember the tapestry from the beginning, you're like, oh crap, I know exactly what happened. We, we remember that, but somehow he 
<laughs> just drinking that, and he's like, nothing is amiss here. Yeah, yeah, I feel like and that he would eats taste a, biscuit, a little. Though, and he pulls a pube out of his mouth. You also <laughs> love. They were like, they're like, that's a pube, enough. not a hair. That's a pube. I'm like, okay, it's Mark, how the pube. fuck do you know it's that? All, but like, it's clearly, it's all like, it looks. That's a pube, but that's just that's not a hair from your head. That's that's hair from your puss. Is but it's like, um, it's interesting to me that he doesn't even. You would notice that that lemonade was tampered with, not just from the face, but like, it would taste a little weird. No, I think yes. so. Um, I would right? go on a limb. And he likes he sucks it down like nothing's wrong with it. I'm like, <laughs> but also the food. Uh, Mark establishes pretty early on that like the food is kind of gross. Like Mark says pretty early on, he's like, oh, like all the food here is disgusting. Which is Mark. Which you could say is Mark being an asshole, but it you could also be like yeah. maybe the food there actually is pretty nasty. So if Christian. Tasted maybe that period yeah. blood drink was like the best drink that he had the whole time he was there because all the other everything well, you know, it's a so white you know it's just a white like something with flavor it's a white supremacist commune so there's no like they're so into it there's no spice like black pepper is too tainted they're like no <laughs> no nothing like <laughs> nothing you get the food as it's pure pure Aryan food is what you're eating. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> pretty gross. Yeah, so, but we, yeah, so, because Maya is doing, like, a spell, like, a love spell, because we find out at some point that Maya is, like, of age now. They've done this, like, She's got you know, the pants she, license. Mm-hmm. She can, like. Pele says it. Pele says it to Christian. She's mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I think that Maya, because William Jackson Harper finds the little rune that she put under mm-hmm. Pele's oh, yeah. bed, and he's like, the, I saw this girl put this thing under your bed. That's weird. And Pele was like, oh, she's doing a little spell. Again, like Pele joking with us, but in a very serious way. It's mm-hmm. like in the same way where he was like, oh, when you're 72, like, that's it. It's over for you. And then he's like, oh, she's doing a love spell. Ha ha. Isn't that so cute and endearing, but also real? But it's like literal, like, but also words. happening, like you're, you're getting, but also crap. really happening. Yeah. Well, there's um, also, I just remember there's also the bit though, where we hear Connie screaming, where we hear a woman scream. Yeah. It's like, it's Connie. Like, it's Connie's being heard. And once again, it's just like, everything is very obvious, but somehow not. You hear someone scream. Everyone's just like, hmm. <laughs> I heard and then lot. And then Mark has the line. Cause I think Florence Pugh, she asks about um, Connie and then Mark is like, oh, yeah, she looked like she was running in the Olympics or something. Like, I run, saw her running through the woods like she was in the Olympics, which, like, tells yeah. you exactly what happened in that, like, they were chasing her, and she was literally running for her life. Yep. And then I guess they got her, and, and she screamed. In the director's cut, they actually show another uh, sacrificial ceremony that is supposed to happen um, where – so at the end where they show Connie's body, like it's kind of waterlogged and it looks like they yeah. drowned her. Right. And it's because this other ritual was like a drowning ritual that they were supposed to do with like a little boy from the cult. And they like tied all these like chains around him and weights and stuff. And they were going to like throw him into the lake. And Danny was witnessing that as well. And she's like, no, stop, save him. And so then they stop, but then they do Connie instead. Damn. And she witnesses Connie being sacrificed. She doesn't or? witness Connie. She, oh. they, she sees them stop doing the boy, and then they all disperse. And then I think at some point the cult decides, like, okay, well, we have to, we got to check this box for the water god or whatever. So yeah. <laughs> we'll use one of our 
people to do that. And so, because if you notice, the scream is followed by a splash. No, God damn. <gasps> no. And then when you see her body, it's like waterlogged. So I like, I like that you're here because I was, damn. I was like, okay. why does she look so, so waterlogged? Wet. <laughs> why, why does she look so wet? This is why you got to watch the director's cut. It's 20 minutes, but it's 20 good minutes. See, this is how talking to Darren is how you end up watching this movie. I'm 10 sorry, times. did you miss all of that? No, we got it. No, I got it. Let's say you end up watching this movie 10 times after talking to you because I'm like, well, now I got to go watch it. I'm going to go rewatch it after this. Got I'm going to go okay. get, I'm gonna get the It's 20 minutes, cut. but it's 20 good minutes. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I yeah. want to see what happens to Connie because I like Connie. She was, she had spunk. I want to know what happens to my girl. I you just got screen. Moxie, kid. She got Moxie. I like her. Like, you know, she was a little bit in your face. You know, she's brown. I liked her. Um, so <laughs> we died first. The two brown British people died yeah. first. Oh. We died first. We died. I had a lot of hope for this movie because, like, seeing how far William Jackson Harper made it, I was like, oh, like, okay, so we didn't die first. And then I remembered, oh, but Connie and Simon are like of color. So yeah. Yeah. And Simon <laughs> looked like he was maybe like he had a little black in them. Yeah, that, that curl pattern. He mixed. Like, he was mixed. About yeah, Connie. Connie was like Pakistani or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, but they got they got Simon, so we did die first in this. You're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. Well, technically the parents and the sister died first, but yeah, they, I don't count them. I count who killed by the cult. They died first. He died yes. first. Yes. Um. Mm -hmm. So, so we get this bit. So okay. So Mark slash me, um, accidentally he pees on this ancestral tree, and despite being a, a anthropologist, is very ignorant to it because he pees on it and. I get it. He didn't know. But then it's very kind of like, I don't get it. Like, why are they mad? It's like, it's not really anthro of you to like, they just told it you It wasn't very wrong. anthro, but it was very aggro white dude. Where he's just like, I just, I didn't know, man. I didn't know. So how can I be at fault? And I was like, also oh. funny that he didn't go further in the woods to pee. Like he just like peed. Like it wasn't that still like, in a field, an open field. field. Like, go a little bit in. Like definitely would have been arrested by like Chicago standards of like, public yeah. indecency <laughs> pee like you know out but he's like you know we all been like we've been living together we're all eating together he's like yeah whatever i'll just put my dick out just pee right here like no big deal um but they are this one man in particular who i think his name is um is he the guy who was sacrificed later Un yes Oog? what's his like, name Oog? it's like uh, Unmar, like well there's ingmar and then there's yeah, mm, mm, something. He's like mm, or something. It's like a noun, a, a sound. He um. Ugg boot. He's a sound. Ugg boot. Is so upset. He's like crying about it. He's like, you know, this is our ancestors. You peed on it. Like you did. You disgraced them. Like it's a big, fucking deal. But um, it's at the dinner when we get the pubes and the period blood that um one of the girls. It's like, oh, hey, like she'd been looking at him the whole time. She's like come with me. Like, I'll show you. She didn't say anything. She's like, I'll, I'll show you. Yeah. He's like, okay. Mark. <laughs> then Mark is like, yeah, she's going to show me. <laughs> he's going to show me. He wasn't even drugged. He's it. just stupid. I mean, he's just a dude. Honestly, well, I earlier he said about that woman, he was like, oh, she's so hot. I want to give her a bath. <laughs> he did. He did. But also, I feel like it's 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 the most accurate bit in this movie. Is that like, yeah, she's hot, and he she's just like, I'll show you, and then he just goes, yeah, probably you, yeah. I think. Did you notice the name of the like game thing that they were playing earlier was Skin the Fool? Oh uh, yeah. Oh, uh, it all comes back when they're oh, like no, with Maya, and they're like all running. They kicked him when they kicked Christian. They kicked Christian, but uh, they 
Florence was like, what are they doing? And then Pele was like, oh, they're playing a game. It's called Skin the Fool. Damn. Foreshadowing. Shit, I did not catch that. And then we, when we find Mark again, he, he, his face is. So Josh is, I mean, so after that at night, right? Josh is, Mm -hmm. before that, he's talking to an elder in like a building and he's showing them their, their holy text, which we find out is written by. The incest kid. Incest kid. And then we find out that they specifically only breed incest kids so that they can have religious text, which is. That's a plan of action. Listen, if you want content, <laughs> you got to make content. Okay. <laughs> I did kind of, I did think it was a little bit endearing that, endearing, that they said, uh, you know, because of his, you know, cognition, uh, uh, you know, uh, cognition, you know, altered cognition, it allowed him like unclouded judgment. And I think that's like a really positive way to look at like, uh, you know, any kind of neurotypical behavior and being like, because you're neurotypical, like you're able to perceive the world in a different way. That's also just as valuable as someone who is, are not neurotypical. You know what I mean? Neurodivergent. Mm -hmm. That's what I meant. If you're neurodivergent, you're able to perceive the world in a different way. That is like equal and also wonderful and great. And in a way that's helpful to the community. And I think that was like, somewhat endearing to be like you know he's inbred but we that, still love he him. Helps. that was cool <laughs> but then also <laughs> like their their <laughs> logic is also fucked up it's like because he is unclouded by like this shit but then we interpret what he draws and we write whatever we want more or less right i mean realistically it's yeah because he really a, is just like system he's just like splattering paint on he's only like he's not really drawing anything he's just kind of like just doing paint like all over the stuff and, and then like, the elders are just like interpret elders get bjs every day oh <laughs> that's what he that's what he drew it's what he wants <laughs> it's what ugg boot number two wanted yeah it's what he would have wanted <laughs> but so so that happens and that's when we get the uh he's like can i take pictures of the text and the elders like absolutely not so then later that night he sneaks in he's taking pictures of the text and with then the flash on with the flash on like a fucking smart boy like a phd student <laughs> and he turns around and then there's pantsless mark he thinks yeah, but why it's not guy, it's why so, was that guy naked why did he have to be pantsless though he's because like, he could only he's like he was so tired after skinning like giving him the old nick cage and face off <laughs> he was too tired after that and getting his hoodie off. He's like, I'll leave the pants. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just like, you know, Dick Schwang in the wind, in the summer wind. Um, yeah, but they, they, they kill Josh and, uh, and he's wearing Mark's face. I yeah. also like to think about this as um, almost a biblical allegory. Hear me Ooh, out. Hear me okay. out. Let's go on this journey. Garden of Eden when uh eve wants to eat from the tree of knowledge of good Mm -hmm. and evil and god's like no don't do that and she's like no i want to know like i want knowledge so she does it anyway and i feel like that's what william jackson harper does is that like he died because he wanted to know too much Mm -hmm. even though he wouldn't have been able to read it anyway but like 
Yeah, that's I true. feel like it's also like a white supremacist thing about like gatekeeping, like gatekeeping Ooh. knowledge or gatekeeping, mm. um, you know, intellectual pursuits from people of color. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into this way too much, but no. I just thought it was very interesting that the one black guy was like the intellectual of the group and wanted to learn and wanted to like integrate into the culture and wanted to like, you know, find out as much as he could. And then he was like clubbed in the head for it. No, I think that you're absolutely right. Also important to note that he's the one, um, well, actually him and Simon to the two people, male, men's, men's of color, men of color are the two that are not wanted sexually at all. Because it's implied also that with Mark dying, the girl probably had sex with him first. Because remember they said like, mm-hmm. we like to get outsiders to get their, to, to get pregnant. So she did have sex with him, I'm sure, to get pregnant. Of course, later on, Christian is, I mean, for all, for all intents and purposes, is raped. So they mm-hmm. still, Maya might get pregnant as well. Interesting that the two men of color also are not sexually desired by the women. Yeah. They, they have to keep it white. They, they got well, people when, white. When they mm-hmm. said that. You I don't like, care how smart Josh is. They're like, you black. When they were like. What'd you say? Sorry. When they were like the, uh, we always want to bring in outsiders to breed. <laughs> I thought they were low key. I was like, are we going to start seeing some biracial Swedish people? But yes, complete um, opposite. You're right. Nope. They're not about that. No, they no, 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 no. If anything, those guys were in the way because it's like the only the only uh, valuable sperm were Mark and and Christian in the situation. But They're like yeah, a certain president of ours who didn't want people from uh, shithole countries immigrating. Hmm. Well, I read an art, uh, an interview where they did like um, they were talking to Ari Aster about that and kind of contextualizing this movie in like the Trump. Mm-hmm. arena and he's like yeah like it's he, he drew the the parallels between that because there is that racialized racial purity kind of shit going all through this movie which ooh. well speaking of but i'm glad that racism is over now that we have a democrat and president we don't have to worry about that anymore so um accurate yeah <laughs> do you like how because at this point right this is when they start doing the the maypole thing right or like yes whatever yeah so so at this point connie simon william jackson harper and mark are all kaput and so it's just christian and danny at this point it's still it's still not disturbed enough that everyone you came to this place yeah like like, haven't seen them for a while i mean so danny's getting groomed by the cult and also still very distraught so i'm like okay she's obviously elsewhere mentally but christian's mm-hmm. just kind of like uh like christian gets like one of the elders comes up to him no he has to go talk to one of them right and mm-hmm. it's just like you've been selected for mating and he's like i think i ate one of her pubes and she just yeah. goes and she just goes sounds about right yeah. <laughs> yeah. literally the line <laughs> Do you notice though these these are like uh, astrology bitches because they're like oh your astrological mm-hmm. charts matched and it's like oh no some zodiac hoes <laughs> yeah, up in here woo bitches they're like yeah mm-hmm. and like, Gemini, scene, you're like you were talking about when uh one of the, the dance holler lady <laughs> is just like 
we are gonna <laughs> out of spite to the black one we're gonna dance till we fall <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm like all right hip-hop i'm telling you ron dmc made it to the harga and they they just couldn't handle it and they're like we need to create a new ritual where we we get rid of that because we, we need cute. a new dance unhindered by by blackness and that's where we got all those white people trying to dance to doing shit fucking merry-go-rounds or or, or ring around the rosy basically <laughs> so they're doing this competition thing also, in this scene oh sorry no you go you go ahead go ahead I was just saying the funniest thing to me in this uh, scene after Christian, so Christian takes the, he's also drugged out. The girl Mm -hmm. gives him like the thing and she said, oh, it has special properties. And at first he kind of rejects it because he's like, okay, some weird shit is going on. I think that's Andrew. That's when he clicks, when it clicks for him. Because he is, again, a deeply selfish individual. He doesn't really notice what's going on with everyone else around him. But then mm-hmm. I think that's when it clicks like, oh, wait, it's just me and Danny left. Where did my friends go? They're offering me more drugs. Maybe I don't want to take these drugs. But then he takes them anyway. He still takes them anyway. And the funniest thing is when they sit at the table uh, for the meal and that guy like claps Class. in his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why'd like, you, Why do, that? you do that? <laughs> No, it's really yeah because she won, she she became the queen. She won, and uh, mm-hmm. and just to just to point out, those girls lost on purpose, right? Oh, clearly, they lost them. They kind yeah, of like they, they were bumping that. into each other and oh, then like, no. it's yeah. falling. It was like, girl, come on! But she wins. She's she is and she's crowned May Queen, and she joins along. And Pele makes out. Yeah, her. he loves. The yeah. I mean, you know, you ever just have a friend win a prize and you're just like, congratulations. And just and you tongue them. Yeah, a good old platonic tonguing. You've never done just platonic tonguing. What a phrase. Um, platonic tonguing. Mm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it happens a lot in college. Um, so then what happens next? Like, I mean, basically, so they're at the table. They're hanging. Yeah. He gets, Christian gets taken away for, I'm just trying to, Feel free to cut this out because Darren needs to leave soonish because she has to go to a yeah. movie. So. And like oh. maybe ten minutes, but, but oh no! Yes, okay. we're we're almost to the end. We're almost yeah. to the end. We're almost but, to the uh, end. I'm, yes. I'm just I'm just popping that in there. But so yeah, totally. Oh, you told me earlier. I would have I would have expedited. No, yeah, it's go. cool. I like talking, you guys. And we're almost to the end. So she, uh, they get separated because uh, Christian goes off to you know fertility mate. ritual yeah fertility ritual and then danny's like well can i go follow him and then the head priestess lady goes no the queen must ride alone which i think is like the most badass line in the entire those two lines the queen must ride alone and do you feel held by him Ooh. <laughs> do you like could life you mantras like that was that was this girl's not Danny, uh, mating woman, Maya. This is her first time. Maya, M-A-J-A. Um, this yeah. is her first time fucking, and it's just with her her friends. And, and definitely fam- her mom. Yeah, and her mom. And then my favorite part is, like, you know, she's, like, holding her hand out, and Christian is like, oh, I'm going to hold it. Like, we're fucking, and this is romantic. But then she, like, slides it to grab that woman's hand, and then she just gets up in their face chanting. That's definitely her mom. That's yeah. definitely her mother. And they're just I mean, I, I, that's her mother. And like, ooh, 
gross. Grandma is behind, <laughs> yeah. like pushing his ass yeah. to get She's him like, to You're like, not doing like, it good enough. Like, like, like this like, is a yeah. fucked up scene. But you know, I was just like, oh my god, and I uncomfortably laughing. But also, but when the grandma was just like thrusting, helping him thrust, I was just like, uh. Mm-hmm. And then when Danny's like, can I go in there? And that elder, not elder, but other woman goes, that's not for us. But she goes anyway, and she sees, and then you just hear christian joining into the chanting granted christian is fucking drugged this is yeah, this is, is not drugged. his his worst moment but you're just, for some reason i was just like oh man that's not a good look chanting <laughs> chanting in unison ah uh, 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 and then uh. i was just like i'm like you know and he how because you know he starts to come to because he like finally fucking gets off and he's just like I, like I need to leave, and he's running around. Is that post nut clarity? He's yeah, just like, dude, oh, yeah. but to the extreme. Like he's like, he runs out naked, and he's like, oh, I should probably cover my ju- my junk, you know. And then he's like running around, and he finds fucking Josh's leg sticking out of the garden. But then uh-huh. when he runs mm-hmm. into the shed, and he found Simon, and because I had the Wikipedia page pulled up while I was watching this, Blood yeah. Eagle, Blood Eagle, and he's like, he's still breathing, right? Well, he is still breathing because yeah, his, his lungs, lungs are moving, are moving mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But he should not be alive, right? Like he's <sighs> the hard. I think that whatever they gave him was probably the same thing that they gave Christian, where it's like you can't move, you can't speak. Like he couldn't even like blink on his own. They had to like open like it was his crazy. eyes, flowers in his crazy. eyes. But that's when this guy shows up and blows like some sort of magic dust in his eyes. Mr. And Sandman's makes him, like, his ass, yeah. <laughs> he's paralyzed. So now we we find out. So we the 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 commune leaders explain to Danny that okay, we have to like give nine human sacrifices. So four of the outsiders that were lured in are already dead. Great. And uh, the next four have to be commune members. They already had like two. Right. The old people. It was the, the two old people. Old people. The two. Mm-hmm. And then they had Ingmar and the other guy. boot, And they're like, okay, you can choose, like, you get to choose the last one between um, a villager or, like, an outsider person. And the outsider person is Christian. Um, she starts to cry. And this is when we skip to them disemboweling a bear. I love the old guy is just, like, explaining to these kids. Like, just so casually. first you got to make sure make sure you don't puncture the, the organs because we're going to need these. And just, like, you know, very casually doing it. And they he teaches them how to disembowel the bear. And boom, smash cut. Christian is in the goddamn bear. I thought they were going to disembowel him. But then he's like, no, he's he was a Build-A-Bear. The ultimate Build-A-Bear. <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> Build-A-Bear. Swedish Build-A-Bears. They are they're deadly and this is exactly. probably the same bear from the beginning where Ingmar's yeah. like yeah, yeah it's a bear <laughs> yeah, you also like, like, bear. I, I don't know the the balls the tenacity the bravery of cultists is just like well it's my time to die for the commune i'm like that's i couldn't do that that's when i'm like nope i lost faith in zorp god and i'm gonna go back <laughs> to america <laughs> like on second thought, um, atheist now. Um, so they they uh, they put them all in this this te- this like yellow house that had been referenced earlier. Like, what's that? I'm like, don't worry about that. They all Ikea. put them in there. Ikea, the Ikea little tent. They put them in there and um, they light it on fire. And as some of the the living, at least the living folks, uh, Ingmar and Ugboot start to scream, the mm-hmm. other. Um, which is a lie by the way they put that stuff that honeydew on their tongue and they're like oh yeah feel no pain and they're like oh great drugs so we don't feel this nope nope 
<laughs> oh, I totally thought it was just like a spiritual thing. Like it wasn't going to do anything. No, I thought it was really supposed to be a drug. No, when, when Ugg Boot's arm caught fire, my, my just... boy felt it. <laughs> he felt that shit. Because <laughs> they were like smiling and looking at each other like, oh, this is going to be great. Like we're on drugs. Nope. No. <laughs> you so better stop, go. drop and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave the hut. You can roll all you want, but just don't leave. Whatever you do, don't leave that. So everyone's outside screaming. And as everyone's screaming, Danny starts to to sob. But then she smiles. And then cuts. It's her face. Again, my best friend in my head. Her face goes through so many different emotions Mm -hmm. in that one shot. Like she's sobbing, she's distraught, and then she looks back at the group and then she's just kind of bewildered and like, what's going on? And then she, her eyes lock on the house and then she like slowly like looks at it. And then it's this slow little smile. It reminds me of that scene in The Grinch when the Grinch gets the idea, this yeah. is the original Grinch, like yeah. not the weird Matthew Morrison one, but the original <laughs> cartoon Grinch when he gets like that idea and his mouth is so tiny and then it just like <laughs> curls up into this big thing and then his little hair curls at the top. That's literally the smile that she gets in this. And I think it's hilarious, it's but also amazing. amazing and also terrifying. And you know, this woman has snapped She's yeah. crazy. She's crazy. Question. Quick question. Do you mm-hmm. think that Danny survives? Because this is a nine-day festival, and this is only like the second day. Really? I thought, I thought this oh. was supposed to be at the end. I thought it was like fast forward, and this is the end of the festival. It could have been, but I got the vibe that like there might be more. For, I think we're, we're that... never told. So I'm like, could there be more and that Danny actually doesn't survive at the end? I think Danny survives. That is actually one thing that I, a question that I had to ask is like, what do you, what do you guys think happened to Danny after? Because I think that Mm -hmm. Danny uh, becomes integrated into the cult. And I think that Danny becomes one of like the cult emissaries who like Mm -hmm. goes out and gets more people and brings them back. Uh, because she does speak English and was raised in the States. Because I'm also thinking the other alternative of that would be like Danny just like falls off the grid forever. Yeah. Yeah. But that can't happen. That can't happen because th- they need to avoid suspicion, right? So, because it would be very weird if they all booked tickets, went to the place, and oh, then like none of them were ever. None of them got back on my plane to go back. Yeah, and none of them came back. So I feel like Danny would be the one to survive and then go back and then possibly get more people. Because she does have friends. Like she does, she's going through her phone and she gets a bunch of birthday text messages from people when they first land, which is how you know that it's her birthday. Mm -hmm. And she's on the phone with her friend talking about Terry and talking about Christian at the very beginning. So she has friends, she has people around her. I think she's just ready to leave that all behind and be part of the cult now because that's her new family and she's snapped and she's gone through this traumatic experience where she's like never the same again. But I feel like she's going to become like Pele. And well, she's like, the queen and this is her land now. Mm-hmm. 
used to, she's the main queen. Like, I'm sure she has like a year long reign. And the thing that they do, the little thing where they like bury the egg and the chicken or whatever, and yeah. the, the, like, and they yeah. sing that weird song in Swedish. Like that was the previous May queen who was like passing on the title to her. So she's gonna do that next year with someone uh, else. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that no, makes more sense. That's now. solid. All right. Yeah. No, I, I I buy that. I buy that. Oh. I want to see that as a sequel, Midsummer Two, and see like the, the Danny come back to the <laughs> Summertime Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Darren, we have to ask, just because we know it's getting late. Mm -hmm. If this were a black movie, how do you think it'd be different? I'll start off. Josh okay. wouldn't be into fucking Swedish runes. He would have yeah. picked something more interesting to me. Me personally, <laughs> fuck his ideas. He was, so he would have done something cool, and he's like, I don't. He's I'm not gonna go to your crazy little festival. Or he would have been more realistic, and is like, oh, your your festival seems not like indicative of Swedish, like more of the traditional Swedish festivals. So I'm actually gonna stick with that. And he would have skipped it, and he would have stayed alive. That is my hot take on if this were a black movie, it wouldn't have happened because he just wouldn't have let himself be out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> or he would have gotten there and been like, I need to go back to the train station. He would have definitely, as a black person, he would have been like, this looks like Jonestown. This looks like Jonestown. I'm not staying. Mm -mm. Absolutely. Jonestown also snatched up a lot of black people. Oh, I'm doing that. They did? Doing that. I would look at that lemonade and be like, that's Kool-Aid. I'm not drinking that. <laughs> like like that's got cyanide in it for sure would no way thank you would have pulled you. a and just seen everyone in the same uniform and been like i don't see a ball i'm leaving right? i wouldn't have left stockholm or wherever they landed i guess they were they were gonna pass by yeah. stockholm or something i would like I'm i'll catch you later yeah let's chill in stockholm y'all go um out to pele's people y'all come pick me up when you're ready to go I'll be in the big, the original Ikea headquarters, <laughs> sitting on an armchair, eating some Froyo. <laughs> Not the Ikea, the Ikea headquarters. <laughs> yeah, specifically. <laughs> Where I become the CEO of Ikea. Yeah, the, I'll become the May Queen of Ikea. It's, his whole, <laughs> it, it's Josh's fairy tale. And everyone else can build my furniture for me. <laughs> what a pleasant movie. I love that. I love that for Josh. Um, okay, well, for the for the sake of time, Darren, thank you so much for being thank on the you podcast. So much. Do you have anything that you want to plug before before you say goodbye to us and to the people? Yeah, so I am in a show called The After Dark Show. It happens the first Saturday of every month at 11.30 p.m. at the Lincoln Lodge in Logan Square. So if you just go Sweet. to the Lincoln Lodge website, you'll see us uh, every first Saturday of the month, the After Dark Show. We also have um, social media and stuff. And I should also put my social media, yes. which is at Darren, D-A-R-Y-N underscore the number two dream. And that's both Twitter and Instagram at Darren underscore to dream. Y'all follow her, Thank check you. out her shit. She's amazing. She's hilarious. And go see that After Dark show. It was, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it exactly one time and it was amazing. I'm going to check oh, it out. Well, we're doing another one this Saturday. this Saturday. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, it was the first Saturday of the month. Mm -hmm. Also a day after this podcast comes out. So y'all, come on, go see, go see the go show. See yeah. 
go see the show. Um, thank you so much uh, for coming, Darren. Darren, do you have any parting words, any advice for our listeners as it pertains to Midsommar or the creepy Swedish cults? And say it in Swedish. Um, yes. <laughs> no, thing, that means um, please. I know that one. <laughs> one thing I think we can learn from Midsummer, a lesson that we can learn and one that I think I took away was, uh, is our individualistic culture as Americans, is that conducive to good mental health? And I think we should think about how they grieved communally together. They cried mm-hmm. together. And I know this cult was white supremacist and extreme and awful. Yeah. They're bad. But I'm just saying we should all lean on each other a little bit more. So what Darren's saying is that if you are sad, join a cult. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Sneaks Hot Takes. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye, Sneaks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs>